Hey everyone, it's Sandy, Samantha, and Kadesha. And we are back with another Deeper Than Tech episode where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. Today's topic is the future of work with AI. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, if you're loving our podcast so far, we appreciate it if you shared it with a friend or coworker, and if you could tag us on social media so that we know that you're actively listening. We've been loving the feedback we've been getting so far, so we'd also appreciate if you could leave us a review. So AI has been a hot topic in the tech world for a while now, and for a number of reasons, main one being, will technology create more jobs or will it replace more jobs? So on one end of the spectrum, it's cool to think about robots and think about these emerging technologies, how it can handle automated processes and boring tasks. But on the other hand, which is also the bigger picture, it can potentially replace a lot of jobs and lead to mass unemployment. But before we dive into the future of work aspect, let's really hone in on AI. What is it? What's all the hype about? Does anyone have any feedback or any take or opinion on what AI is all about? For me, AI is just magic. I mean, I know how they build it, but eventually I'll have to learn how to do it. But overall, we are giving these algorithms some type of input. They're learning how they like digest the information and they're coming up with their own answer. Like when they're like trying to find out like image recognition, I am flaking on some t different type of AIs. I think there's like chatbot. I know like if you're like sending a quick email and you're, you don't have your train of thought fully thought out yet, like there's auto-completion. I believe that's also has AI embedded in that. So I think you kind of hit it on the head with your explanation. According to a Forbes article, AI is a term used to describe any advancements in computing systems and technology in which a computer can perform tasks or solve problems with human intelligence and human kind of reasoning. So you pretty much hit it on the head there. So most people feel like AI and robots are taking over the world, but actually it's like we just mentioned, everyday things, chatbots. It could also be like Spotify, like when you're listening to songs and there's like auto recommendations for another song that has AI embedded in it. So there are pros and cons to it, but the overall picture is for AI to make our lives easier. I thought it was very interesting when you said that AI is like autocorrect. Like it's such a small thing that we're used to doing, like, but there's like so much technology behind that. It's like probably looking through a bunch of words and trying to guess which word that you're trying to spell. If I don't know how to spell anything, I'm like, Google, how do you spell this? Because they know everything. I could be like a hundred letters off and they're like, did you mean this? I think it's just, it's crazy what they can do with AI. Yeah, whenever I'm using the Google Maps app, I always think about like, wow, like a little algorithm is figuring out where I want to go, how can I get there, but what the best route is to get there, whether or not there is an accident, it alerts me, and I just think the technology is just so cool. Yeah. Have y'all ever heard of the traveler's algorithm? Like, I think Google or somebody's going to pay somebody a million dollars if they can figure it out. Like, how to figure out the fastest way to get to point A to point B. I don't think. Oh, wow. I'll have that to look it up or link it below. Like, I, I thought it was a really interesting that they're going to give them, like, a million dollars to whoever can figure out this traveler's algorithm. If we're wrong, we can just cut this out of the audio. <laughs> if we're right. <laughs> I mean, if they're giving away so much, can you imagine how much they're earning from it? Oh, Yeah. Probably a lot. <laughs> Time is money. Like if I could get to True. point A to point B the fastest, that's money. 
And then I think another example that you mentioned before, Kadesha, was like that code pairing AI system, I think. I'm probably butchering right oh, now. Oh, GitHub Copilot. GitHub Copilot is... Don't quote me on this. I'm not like proficient in it, but it's an AI pair programmer. So like you can tell it what you want in a function and it will automatically populate it for you, which is mind blowing. Yeah, you can say like, I want a blue background. I want it to be 10 squares on the screen and it will write code out for you. Like English, you're saying this in English and it will pump out code and dibs, I think in React. So it's quite amazing. I was kind of scared when I saw that, but it's also social media that I saw all this stuff on. So they always hype things up, but yeah. It's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool too, especially if it can get with CSS styles. Like if it can just spit out some CSS for me, I'd be a happy dev because CSS is is rough. Same here. <laughs> it's a guessing it game. Is. Sometimes I wonder if it's like, if it really is easier than JavaScript with all the challenges I, I run into. <laughs> I say that no one's really good at CSS, Well, somebody's just really good at guessing what's going to mm -hmm. happen with CSS because I'd be like, move the square over two pixels. It goes over 20 <laughs> pixels. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> Sorry to get off topic. topic. No, no. Oh, <laughs> but again, so as we've been discussing, AI is not all bad. There are some cool points to it, some really interesting things that we never even thought about, like the Google Maps, like the autocomplete. So I really feel like it's our attitude towards AI that can make all the difference. Now that we talked about AI, let's talk more about the future work aspect about it. Knowing that there are these advancements, Kadesha, how do you think these new advancements would like affect us in the future? Let's say 20 to 30 years from now, just like a random hypothetical answer. Man, I have no idea. I'm kind of afraid of AI not only taking over like the lower lower skilled jobs but also bumping up to taking over some of the higher skill roles like our roles like how far is AR going to go and are we going to ruin the planet with technology it's kind of what I think about when it comes to the future of work in relation to AI and tech it just seems like a scary place to me. It seems like that Will, Will Smith movie, iRobot. <laughs> That's kind of what I think about when I think about the future of AI. I always think about iRobot first because first it's Will Smith. Mm -hmm. He's a very good looking man. And then second <laughs> is like a robot who has a brain and feeling. So it's quite, quite scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just scary to think about code learning how to think on its own. That's like a human capability that we're teaching the computer to do. It's wild. Same. I totally agree. I think that the world is, like, we're, we're already thinking about self-driving cars, you know, it's scary in itself. But I think the best that we can do is make ourselves future-proof and just upskill the skills we have so that we're not kind of left behind and we're prepared for the future. So I've done some research and according to the World Economic Forum's future jobs report, 50% of all employees will actually need reskilling by 2025 as the adoption of technology increases. So with this in mind, we really need to start thinking about the skills needed to succeed in this new labor market. So those kind of skills could look like entrepreneurship. It could look like problem solving, 
but more tech oriented, I'd say like learning AI, machine learning, learning blockchain. I feel like anyone who's scary or worried about the future, if you can position yourself to kind of be the ones building these robots, right? Building these new systems, the idea would be less scary because you are, you're kind of on the other side of the spectrum and you're not like stuck in the unknown bubble, the unknown space. So I think that if we can position ourselves in a way where we are the ones configuring these systems, building these robots, I think we'll be very prepared for the future of work and whatever AI comes with in the future. Well, we also have to remember that technology has always replaced jobs. If we look throughout history, like the people used to be like horses and carriages and they used to have people who clean up all the horses, but now they move to cars. So instead of having the people clean up horses, now they're probably mechanics. So just because technology is changing, I don't think all the jobs are going to disappear. Like, like you were saying, people have to like relearn new skills in order for us to to get by. So I guess for us, like you were saying, as software engineers, we may not be coding websites anymore. Instead, we might be coding screens on a wall instead or like holograms, right? So we just have to relearn all these new skills to adapt with technology. But some of the skills are very useful that we still have right now. Like one thing people will always want is something that looks nice. So if you're a designer, I think that skill will be around for a very long time. I think psychology would be a really cool field to get into because then you have to deal with AI and like if I'm a self-driving car and there is a cat or a dog in the road, which way should I go? Should I go towards the cat or the dog? So I think there's some really cool fields that already have really strong skill sets, but we just have to put them in like a different bucket of jobs. I think too, that's why in our field, it's so important to have a continuous learning mindset because as Samantha said earlier, technology is always changing and it changes so fast and jobs will evolve into something that we have no idea what that looks like right now. But if you have that continuous learning mindset, I think we'll be fine. What are some ways that y'all are going to continuously learn right now? You know, courses, just buy the courses and don't (laughs) take them, you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lots of Udemy courses have been bought and not And they've been having this crazy sale where everything's like $9.95 or something like that. But, I mean, I take them a little bit. I'll watch probably the first episode or two and then fall off. (laughs) But, yeah, definitely getting those courses on AI, machine learning, machine learning, blockchain. One thing that I'm doing right now at my job is I know that storage and computer, like Google Cloud will be around for a very long time because it's such a big thing in our industry. So one of my new skills I'm trying to learn is like more Google Cloud stuff. Like today I took a code, a code lab and I learned about how to make a Kubernetes bucket. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Cluster, a cluster. That's what it's called. Cause I had to type that like 20 times today, cluster. (laughs) So I think it's really exciting that like, just because I do front end development right now, there's no reason why I can't do other things at the job and learn other stuff. That's so true. I think taking those certifications while they're free or affordable is a great idea and a great way to keep our skills sharp and to upskill. At the end of the day, there is no such thing as job security. And the only way we can stay afloat for the future is like we mentioned before, being a continuous learner and basically always being able to adapt. So this kind of brings me to my last topic, which is given 
our circumstances even now, we had this pandemic, majority of us have been working remotely. What do we think the future of work in terms of your environment would look like? Do you, do we think it'd be mostly remote or do we think it actually follow this hybrid model that they're pushing out? I feel like I haven't seen any articles on it, but I feel like I have this strong feeling that 95% of jobs will be more and more remote. Like given how millennials are with their attitude towards entrepreneurship, attitude towards working for themselves, and even with the field we're in, you have the flexibility to do so in technology to be your own boss. I definitely think that flexibility will be a more appealing aspect in the technology sector. So I feel like in regards to the future work, more remote options will be heavily available. But that's my take on it. I wanted to see if either of you had like like a similar opinion or something completely different. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Back in April 2021, over 4 million people in the U.S. quit their jobs because they wanted more flexibility. We've been working from home for almost two years, and we've proven that we can be productive, we can get our jobs done, we can keep showing up to these meetings and keep it moving, keep the company moving. So I think the future of work is definitely remote first. And companies that refuse to adopt or wiggle a little bit, they're going to be left behind because highly skilled workers are requiring more flexibility. Yep, exactly. If you think about history as well, jobs used to be at home. Like people were farmers and they would just stay at home. People may have gone to a grocery store, but the grocery store was like two blocks away from their house. Like everything was really, really close to them. They weren't doing these long two hour commutes that some people have to do. And then the industrial revolution happened and that really brought a lot of people back into the city and like building stuff. But now we don't have to be in the office anymore. We're not physically building anything. So why are we going to the office? Just to make the CEO happy that we, we see people in the seats, that they paid money for this space. I think that's the only reason. I do hope there's more of a hybrid because there are some people who do want to go into the office, who want to get away from their spouses or, or children. <laughs> but I also hope that with these offices, they kind of make more privacy in them because the open office I didn't feel it was very productive for me it was a way for the companies to save more money because they didn't have to supply all these different offices which is like a lot of money but it'd be nice to be able to have some like type of barriers in between people just so it's not as loud so I personally can't work with headphones on I like silence so it was really hard for me to work in the office I would just hang out mostly because I couldn't get anything done I'd have to like find some quiet spaces because people love social interaction and I get into these random conversations. So I really had to just be in a different space to work in a silo kind of environment. One of my favorite offices I ever went to was Stack Overflow was because they all had individual offices. I like, this is so cool. How did this, except the sales team, the sales team was like an open office, but like, it was nice. Very nice. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I think we learned a lot in this episode. We learned that AI is here to stay. We learned that through different generations, there has been, you know, different advancements of technology, but we still always found a way to adapt. We learned that to stay afloat, you have to be a continuous, a perpetual learner. Buy that Udemy course, even if you don't use it the next day. <laughs> no, definitely be consistent and use it the next day. But again, it's a marathon, not a race. You learn at your own pace, but just make sure you're doing the work to reskill, upskill, and be prepared for the future of work. All right, and that's the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.